Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Dyer, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crashed position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Well, Freak Nation, when you talk about Coastal Carolina, Urban Meyer going to Texas, the Browns with another big win, and a dude who's losing his seat in Formula One grabs a win. You got to say, Crasher, it is 2020. It is 2020, Crasher. Statman, it's one of those instances where you continue to look around the corner wondering what the hell is going to hit us next, buddy. <laughs> it, the only thing you can explain it on is that it is 2020. There, who could explain the Browns winning nine games in one season, much less a decade? You know, it's crazy. Are you on the bandwagon yet, or are you uh, still dragging that big, fat right foot of yours uh, on that Browns bandwagon? <laughs> There's no way I'm on the bandwagon as long as you know who was the quarterback. Wow. Holy smokes. How you doing, Freak Nation? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Lucas Oil Studios been doing it for 20 years. Coming up, uh, Don the Snake Perdome, a uh, two-parter with the legend. He has a new book out. We'll get to that. Also, Jamie Little, she is making a whole lot of noise in NASCAR as the first woman to call play-by- to call a big boy A big girl, NASCAR stock car race in the ARCA series. She'll be calling the ARCA races coming up for 2021 in Fox Sports. She's going to be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Crasher, Jamie Little is someone that we've seen her career. It's been in a trajectory ever since we met her almost 20 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say her her career in motorsports broadcasting – journalism has been almost as long as speed freaks i mean she was on the field i believe she was on the yes she was on the field my first ever supercross which was with you guys our first year of speed freaks so that would have been january of 20 2001 yes january 2001 so yes she's had 20 years we've had 20 years incredible so jamie little she's going to be joining us here in the freak nation your stat man scat coming up formula one a huge race and Sakir, we'll get to that oh coming gosh. up in the prediction. That's one of those where I didn't see the race, but all I needed to see was Twitter. Yeah, your phone was blown up. You knew something was going on pretty amazing. <laughs> and then you finally get to read up on the race, and you think, holy smokes, why Why was my head underneath the freaking driving console for about three hours when I should have been watching a damn race? Damn it. It's all right. That's how we roll here at the Freak Day. That's all right. Statman, did you have a chance to catch the Formula One race? Yeah, I was. I watched uh, most of it, and it was it was crazy that I don't know. I don't know which one is better that George Russell drove his butt off, and uh, or Valtteri Bottas revealed some weakness. Uh, it was crazy. It was a crazy race. And I think at the bottom line to all of it was that Lewis Hamilton 
Uh, everybody's going to say it's just the car, but the problems they had were with tires, and that's Lewis Hamilton's specialty. He might have won that race by a minute. Yeah, but the tire issue that they had, they screwed up each other's. I mean, Russell got Botas's tires. Botas got Russell's tires. How do you do that? How do you make such an an infantile, just such a bizarre, weird rookie mistake in Formula One? If if Lewis Hamilton had gotten general tires from Tires Depot, he would have won the race by close to a minute. Valid point. I want to get into a little bit more discussion with the Formula One race uh, over the weekend. That's going to be coming up when we come back for break in about six or seven minutes. There are some details that I'd like to get Statman, Statman's uh, opinion on. We'll hit that coming up because there are so many stories that came out of this race. And one, of course, if you're a Formula One fan or really if you're, if you're just a motorsports fan, you know that Lewis Hamilton came down with – do you come down with COVID? Like like a sickness doing that is the old, oh, yeah, the old you, saying yeah I came down with COVID you, came I down with the flu came down with the one way of saying headache. it I mean yeah. or more it's, more it's, to the point he he tested positive that he may not have had the disease but he tested positive and he was in quarantine probably until Wednesday I think bam well, well there, d- actually well it depends on who you read because there are some saying that he had. A, some are saying mild symptoms. Others are saying he's not doing that great, even though it's just mild symptoms. I mean, a lot of horizontal time. Let's put it that way. He's trying to sleep it off as quick as he we can. We will talk more about that Formula One race, what's going on in NASCAR. And we're going to be talking to a big-time champion coming out of the NHRA. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. How you doing, man? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Coming up, Don the Snake Perdome, one of the greatest drag racers ever. He's got a new book out. We'll talk to him about that and much, much more. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do the smart thing, Freak Nation. Roll on General Tires. And big old fat red letters of General Tire. Bam. You got an SUV, an F-250, a Dodge Ram, or as the kids say, a Ram. Get yourself some General Tires. Do what the freaks do. Go to GeneralTire.com. It's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Well, on lap one, he was last. And then on the last lap, he was first. Yep, that was your winner, Sergio Perez. It was a wild race at the Secure Grand Prix where... The Mercedes duo, we just talked about this a little bit. That duo dominated much of the front spots, but then their pit crews mixed up their tires. Botas got Russell's tires, and George Russell received Valtteri Botas's rubber. It was just absolutely, absolute insanity. So much for their double podium that they were expecting. But Sergio Perez was stoked. This was his first win in his 10-year F1 career. And as well, Esteban Ocon crossed the line in second for his first ever podium. Emotions all over the place. So one man's misfortune was certainly other men's gains. The same can be said in F2 as Jehan Daravala won his first race at the Secure Grand Prix as well. And how about that for the IndyCar and F2 team, Carlin Racing. It became an emotional moment when it was confirmed that the son of seven-time world champ Michael Schumacher, Mick Schumacher, was also crowned the F2 champion. 
on U.S. soil, the Snowball Derby was this weekend. Yep, that 300-lap super late model race that attracts drivers from several disciplines all down to Florida. And Ty Majeski finally captured the win in the Derby after seven years of trying. And, of course, you may remember last year's dejection. Your 2020 NASCAR Cup champion, Chase Elliott, finished third. In the IndyCar series, it was announced that African-American team Force Indy would debut next year in the USF 2000 Championship with mentorship from none other than the captain, Roger Penske, himself. And in the IMSA Sports Car Series, Action Express Racing and Hendrick Motorsports announced a partnership for the upcoming 24 Hours of Daytona with an all-star driver lineup, seven-time cup champ Jimmy Johnson, mm-hmm. IndyCar champ Simon Pagano, DTM champ Mike Rockefeller, and two-time Daytona winner himself, Kemui Kobayashi. Coming up, Don the Snake Perdome and Formula One Madness. Speed Freaks Pits on the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system to fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Thanks for hanging out with Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios, 20 years, baby. Coming up in about 15 minutes, Don the Snake Perdome, one of the greatest names ever in drag racing. Ever in drag racing. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation, Lucas Oil. That's lucasoil.com to you and me. Great website to check out. A line of products to keep your ride on the road, interior, exterior, I'm talking about your engine. What about the interior of your car? Exterior of your car. They got it. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. Again, Don the Snake Perdome coming up here in the Freak Nation. And, Grasher, you just sent us the story. I saw the tweet a day or two ago in regards to Lewis Hamilton, where I was talking about his kind of a vague hint at his health with uh, COVID-19? Well, it just, like we talked about last segment, it just depends on who you're reading, what you want to believe. It just, it sounds strange to me that so many have written that he's had mild symptoms since testing positive for COVID-19. But then Mercedes boss, Toto Wolf, his exact quote was, he is not great. COVID-19 is something you mustn't take lightly. And he is in safe hands. That is the most important. But it is those early days that are always not so nice. To me, that makes it sound worse than just mild symptoms. I, I, I don't know. I just hope he's okay. And another thing that you know, we live, of course, in Phoenix, Kenny and, and I do, but it, it's kind of like the strangeness around wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald and why we're not hearing much about his COVID diagnosis mm-hmm. and the fact that he's been out now for two weeks. And it looks like Lewis Hamilton is going to miss the finale in Abu Dhabi. So that he would be out two weeks as well. But that man, given what, again, the boss is saying, do, are we reading too much into this? I don't know that you could read too much into anything related to the coronavirus or COVID-19. He could have, for a, a sharp-tuned athlete like a Formula One driver, particularly Lewis Hamilton, if he's not feeling you know, 9.9 out of 9.8, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's uh, not feeling well. And uh, since he's got a champion, seventh championship under his belt, he you know he's he's probably not coming back. If he had. If he had to score points in the last race to get that seventh championship, then he would probably come back. Uh, but I, I think that mild symptoms uh, could be, you know, a bloody nose or or a headache. That's one of the things. Or if you can't smell, that's another thing. I have a sister who lost her smell and found out that she had some mild symptoms and she quarantined for a couple of weeks and she's fine now. But those are things that would have an impact on the quality of a driver if he can't 
smell the engine burning behind him or something, you know, that's that's a problem. If he has a headache and can't concentrate, that's a problem. So those will be mild symptoms compared to being on a respirator. But, uh, you know, those are things that would impact what he could do. And it is Formula One, but I, I say that to precede the story when uh, Alabama head football coach. I keep wanting to say Urban Meyer because you brought yeah. up Urban, uh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. When he first tested positive for COVID-19 a month or so ago, whenever it was the first time, my thought was, dude is going to be on the sideline for this next game. There's no <laughs> way that he's going to miss. There he was. Well, and then come to find out that was a false positive because then he really did get sick with COVID right, a but, month but later. My, my, point, my point to this is we can spin this however we want to or organizations that have millions and billions of dollars tied into it. You can spin it however you can or ever you want to. But to hear the boss talk about Lewis Hamilton in that fashion – yeah, I think another one of his quotes about it's Lewis Hamilton odd. was he is in bed and not feeling great. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just, again, hope he's okay. Yeah, so it's... Because COVID is no joke. It, it, it's, it's not one size fits all. No, it's, it's not. It's That's true. Not at all. COVID-19 and symptoms and just being a carrier of it. It's just not... What stat may feel is different to what crash may feel, and what my neighbor may feel is going to be different to what I feel. If or I you could you could have you could be positive and have no symptoms at all. Yeah, uh, right. So th- that's the scary part about the whole thing is that you could be symptom free and still be able to pass it along to somebody else. Yeah, here's another weird thing about Lewis Hamilton and COVID nineteen is that last Sunday the Bahrain Grand Prix he tested negative three times last Sunday and then of course went on to race and then the very next morning woke up with like a stuffy nose and just wasn't feeling 100% and then tested positive when we've been told all along that you typically are testing positive without symptoms before you actually get sick so this was 24 hours within the 24 hour window of being tested three negative tests holy smokes yeah very very bizarre like I said, man, it is so billion yeah. dollar organizations. The way you can spin it, holy smokes! You mean this isn't? Up. Wait, 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 wait. Right. You <laughs> mean this isn't fake? You mean oh, this is man. a real thing, and the media is not making this up? Come on! Oh wait, right. it's, not, it's not a hoax. That's that can't what? be true. It's a hoax at Formula One, right, Stat? No, but it's it can't be. This is a it's a hoax. Globally, it's a hoax. My my president told me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I boy. tell you what's not a hoax. It's your stat man, Scatamus. Oh, no. Winning in motor racing might be the hardest thing to do in all sport. Look at British rally driver Elfin Evans cruising to his first World Rally Championship when he slid off the road Saturday in the Italian Alps at Rally Monza. Instead, Evans had to watch teammate Sebastian Ogier celebrate his seventh world title in eight years. Then Sunday at the F1 race in Bahrain, George Russell was driving for seven-time champion Lewis Hamilton, who was quarantined with COVID-19. 
Russell was also cruising to a win Sunday when troubles with tires forced him to pit his Mercedes a couple times. He had to settle for ninth, his first world championship points ever, but a sad consolation when he could taste victory minutes before. The other end of the coin was Sunday's F1 winner Sergio Perez. He came close to winning in Bahrain last week when the car blew up within sight of the finish. Sunday night, though, he closed the deal. Anything can and often will beat you in a motor race, not just the other driver. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Back with the Freaks in the Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Been doing this for 20 years. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Coming up in moments, Don the Snake Perdome. He's got a new book out. We'll hit that. But first, this segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil and the Lucas Oil Anti-Jail Cold Weather Diesel Treatment. Bottom line is, I could go through all the tech specs with this, but we're well into the cold months here in the United States. And with Lucas Oil Anti-Jail Cold Weather Fuel Treatment, it's going to help you prevent fuel from thickening and reduces the likelihood of moisture and condensation forming inside your engine and allows your engine to keep moving on through these cold winter days. And as you would expect from Lucas Oil, it's formulated with the highest quality components to provide maximum performance in this cold weather. And yes, it's only going to get colder. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. And check out their product spotlight of the week, Lucas Oil Anti-Gel Cold Weather Diesel Treatment. Now joining us here in the Freak Nation, his name is Don the Snake Perdome. He's got a new book out. It's called Don the Snake Perdome, My Life Beyond the 1320. It's incredible what this cat's achieved over the decades in drag racing on and off the track. And I got to imagine, Don, trying to encapsulate or condense decades of badassery in the NHRA was difficult for you. Basically wrapping up my whole life about uh, how I first started, where I came from, what part of the country, on to becoming, you know, a four-time world champion. So it's it's a pretty good pretty good reading i've i've really uh enjoyed working with delana sherry that put the book together and uh, for car tech uh, to put it out don the snake perdome joining us here in the freak nation his new book don the snake perdome my life beyond the 1320 and getting inside the head and the life of don the snake perdome is uh, pretty fantastic to begin with did you have to lower every guard that you had in order to get down deep into telling the real story about Don Perdome? I really did. I really did because I know there's been people that's questions, but everything from my nationality to uh, what I eat for breakfast. And uh, I, uh, you know, I've got it all in the book. Uh, You know, the first few chapters of the book uh, really sets the, the path out for the rest of the book, you know, because it takes me through my childhood and what I did and the struggles I had, you know, I mean, people see me at the races and this glamorous race car and all the shiny stuff and everything. But this journey is about what it took to get to that point. And it wasn't an easy trip. It wasn't an easy ride as a kid. And uh, growing up uh, was really nothing uh, to getting there. And I'm just hoping this book would encourage some some other uh, fellows and girls and stuff in racing and following their dreams 
It cannot come out at a better time. This year, 2020, has been so challenging for so many people for so many different reasons. So then to yeah. look at one of their heroes or, or a celebrity that maybe they don't, they don't even follow racing, but someone who made it in this world and how they came from little to big, it's, a, it's just incredible for them to see that, yes, we too can do this. No matter how bad things get, we got this. The snake got wow. it. I'm going to get it. Uh, so well said. Yeah, that is exactly right. You know, because some of them, people think maybe I was born with a gold spoon in my mouth and stuff, but it was entirely different than that. And uh, and that's what I the book is do, does. It takes you on this ride. You know, it takes you on this this journey that uh, that I've followed for all my life. And now I, at the end of all this, I just wanted to make sure I had it down in writing and and. Um, it's a good story, I, I really think. How many times did you want to give up in life? Because, you know, you're now at the at the end of this amazing life and everything looks like, like you said, it looks like it all was just perfect, but it wasn't. You fail forward. Everybody does. You make mistakes, learn from them and move forward. How many times did you want to give up and what was it that kept you going? Oh, well, Jeez. as you follow my journey through the book, there's plenty of times that I wanted to give up. And in 1986, I actually did give up. I quit. I, I was all burnt out and, uh, and I managed to build up the energy and come back, but I took a year off and, uh, and, uh, that's in the book too. And explaining uh, why I came back. And a lot of it had to do with Wally parts, the founder of NHRA and took me under his wing. And he was like a father to me. And uh, that's what I really needed in my life was uh, was a father, to be honest with you. And uh, and Wally was that person. So he's the one that really drove me and uh, kept me going, Wally Parks. Don the Snake Perdome joining us here in the Freak Nation, the new book, Don the Snake Perdome, My Life Beyond the 1320. Talk a little bit about that. And that's the difficult part about interviewing someone about their autobiography is you don't want to give away too much because you want people to read the damn book. But look, man, you came from a broken home issues in the San Fernando Valley in Southern California. That's when, right. when you say you needed a father figure to share with the Freak Nation the difficulties as a as a teenager and preteen growing up in the San Fernando Valley. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, but I'm sure there's a lot of other people that came up the same way that I did, you know, with, uh, alcohol in the family and tore the family apart and didn't know when the, where we were going to live and didn't know the next, next meal we were going to have, you know, and dealing with, uh, alcoholism in the family it, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a hell of a journey to, uh, to get through all that, but I just thought I would lay it out in the book and, uh, and I, and I'm sure, I'm sure there's a, well, I know there's a, thousands, millions of people that came up the same way. And like I say, I, I, I think it's a uh, good reading and it's something that, um, that they can relate to. Snake, take us to the beginning, Southern California, San Fernando Valley, city of San Fernando, difficult upbringing. When did you decide, I want to be a professional drag racer, travel all over the world and be a world champion? Well, that, that really, uh, that happened when I was about 18 years old. I got involved in a car club up until that time. I was just a kid, just had no, I had ambition, but 
through through my lack of education, which is in the book and all that, I didn't think I stood much of a chance, but I got hooked up with a car club. And believe it or not, people might laugh say a car club, but this club changed my mind. It had a group of people. Uh, Tom Ivel was one of them in the club, and they're the ones that had the dragster. They had a club dragster, and I got to drive that car, and it was the first thing in my life that I really did. I did a good job, and I was complimented by it. It was, and uh, and that, and that's really how it started. It was uh, with with this little gas dragster, and I belonged to the Road Kings, and that was like a new family for me. I I found this family of guys that had something in common, so it was a real team to go to the races and so on. And without that, without finding the Road Kings, the Burbank, the Car Club. I don't know what the hell would happen to me, to be honest with you. You talk about the road kings, the camaraderie, driving that rail. What was it that turned the light on? Was it just driving the rail, the friendships, the camaraderie, or what you could learn, or what was it? That's right. All the above. Yeah, you can learn from them, and it's camaraderie. And uh, and, and, you, and you need that. And I needed that in my life. And there's a lot of young kids and a lot of young folks, gals, out there that needs that same thing. And, and my advice to them is try to find a club, a, a group of guys, a, a workshop or whatever you can to get your, your head into to something and, uh, and try to make a career out of it. You know, and I didn't have any idea I'd be really been able to make a living doing drag racing. When I started, uh, we were racing for uh, trophies and there was, there was no money in it. So the, I think the key thing is, though, I fell in love with it. And, you know, if you love something and you work hard enough about it, at it, you know, the money will come later. It's not, you're not going to see it right then, but if you try hard enough and keep working towards it, the money just comes, you know. And now I'm, you know, I, I was able to retire from the sport and end up with a couple of bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a, another great message for today. Just if you love something, push push, push, and the money will eventually come. Don the Snake Perdome, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Just an incredible book out right now. Makes an awesome stocking stuffer. Get it for the holidays. We'll give you all the information at the end of this interview. But I want to talk, you you, you mentioned earlier in this interview about how people would question your nationality. And yeah. you, you do reference that several times in this book and how the, the camaraderie, the bond between you and Roland Leon, because of that very specific questioning and how you guys met in Hawaii, that's another great story. Can you give us a little bit of insight to that as well? Well, when I, when I, I met Roland and uh, Leon in, uh, in Hawaii, uh, we went over there to run the Greer Black Perdone car, and uh, Roland was a customer of Keith Black, who was a really famous engine builder. And he's a Chinese Hawaiian, and here I am with dark skin, and uh, half the people in Hawaii thought I was uh, one of them, you know. So, <laughs> so, uh, but anyhow, it just it just revolved into him and I having this this tight friendship, and we're both a little different looking. But uh, we raced around the country, and there was a lot of prejudice out there. You know, Roland and I go into a cafeteria to eat or something back in the early days. You know, we're talking, we're talking in the '60s. You know, the world was a lot different place back in the '60s and '70s and the '50s even than it is today. You know, for guys, guys like me didn't really get a break back in those days. 
except for I was able to work my way through it and I got a break and I just buried myself into it. Well, I think it was the 60s as well. I could be a decade off, but the, the nickname Snake, this also shocked me. You didn't like it at first? No, no, I didn't. I didn't like it at first, but I was I was young and, um, and you know, thanks. Why would someone call me that? Well, I was quick off the start line and winning a lot of races. And it, it was just the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, it's one of those things that you didn't like it at first. You didn't like someone calling you a snake. But after a while, I thought, Jesus, this is, this is an opportunity here. And Tom McEwen is another great racer, came along. And he, he picked up the nickname Mongoose. And we teamed up together, and the, the fans wanted to see the snake and the mongoose race together. And then we went to Mattel Toy Company, which was our huge break. And this is like 1970. We went to Mattel Toy Company and put a deal together with them for the Hot Wheel sets of Snake of the Mongoose. And I'm sure some of your listeners have probably played with our toys in the past. But we're still, or I'm still involved with, um, with Mattel. We still do work for them, and unfortunately, we lost Mongoose here a few years ago. But uh, that's a shame because I miss that guy. Don the Snake Perdome joining us here in the Freak Nation. Don, can you stick around for another segment? I want to get into some of the detail of that snake versus mongoose and really what that meant to the NHRA. Can you stick around for sure, another man. segment? All right. Sure. Uh, more coming up with Don the Snake Perdome, My Life Beyond the 1320. One of the freaks' fave of Freak Nation, and one of the reasons why we're sitting here 20 years later of doing Speed Freaks because of this guy right here. More with Don the Snake Perdome coming up. Speed Freaks, the Freak. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. 
Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Cox blockers the albuquerque chupacabras and the arizona pricks yeah we got your attention now don't we these aren't real sports teams but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos each team has a history and a meaning behind it like the akron rubbers the boston accents or the cape cod scrod and these t-shirts are awesome made with the highest quality 100 cotton available and are just stupid soft grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesome that's awesome and get awesome Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back with Speed Freaks, the Lucas Hall Studios, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. Speedfreaks.tv, and of course, we're there for on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those social media sites. You can be a part of other freak nation what are you rolling on man you're rolling on general tires we'll make sure you are this winter holiday season you got a big fat truck an suv hey man roll those red letter general tires for more information go to generaltire.com. that's generaltire.com. more with don the snake perdome his new book don the snake perdome my life beyond the 1320 before we went to break don you were talking about the evolution of the snake versus mongoose the whole mattel set the history behind that you're telling me that you guys went to Mattel Hot Wheels and and presented to them the idea versus them coming to you? Exactly. That's exactly right. And that was all Tom the Mongoose McEwen. It was all his it was his thoughts. It was his it was his idea to go to Mattel. Uh, his mother uh, they had a law firm, and they did some work for Mattel, so we had an in there. And so Tom went over there one day and talked to him, and they said, hey, we'll get the snake guy and bring him back here. So the, two days later, we went back to Mattel Toy Company, and they had drawings and everything of how these Hot Wheel cars are going to look. I mean, that, that's, that's how much they liked it. And, and the, it was the rivalry, you know, that, that between the two of us in the sport for like 50 years, it was that rivalry that people wanted to see the snake and the mongoose race together. 
So as this became bigger and bigger of a promotion, I mean, how many times did you pinch yourself? That had to have seemed so surreal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, we really did. But, you know, honestly, though, we were so busy racing and I was the racer. Tom was more of the promoter guy. And uh, we we just were really busy running the NHRA national events and promoting it and promoting our sponsor at Mattel. So that's how that went. Don, did you guys work up a fictitious rivalry outside of the cockpit? Like, Hey man, you come at me with no. this comment. I'm going to come at you with this comment. Did you guys ever come up with something like that? Yeah, we, we would a little bit, but one thing, one thing for damn sure that we never did is throw a race. Like you win this one or I'll win this one. When we raced and we went into a drag strip, man, we, we wanted to leave them breathless when we left the track, you know, because we, we burned those, we'd, we'd run our engine so hard. We'd burn them to the ground trying to beat each other. And it was, it was a, it was things that the fans wanted to see the snake win, or they wanted to see the mongoose win. And, but I always, uh, for some reason or another, I seemed like I came out ahead on the winning side, which was great. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. Can you, uh, it was decades ago, but can you rem- recall or remember the the fandom that came along with that to the drag strip to to kids bringing their little drag cars their funny cars because oh, I'm, I'm yeah. one of them man I have the Hot Wheels set the dragsters <laughs> I've got all that can you can you recall I, that Oh yeah I still have guys come up to me with and with the tattoo on their arm of the Hot Wheel car or the snake car or they got the mongoose. We had these two brothers that one was had a big tattoo on him was a snake and the other one was the mongoose. You know, so that that happened all the time. You know, we we people they went crazy for for the cars. I mean, it was it was in the days though. You know, the sixties and seventies and the and the the drag racing was a whole different excitement than it is in today's world. You know, I mean, it's so cookie cutter today. Back then, it was you know, the fans could come stand right next to you, and could I used to get a thrill out of packing my parachute and having the spectators help you, you know, and help you change the oil in your car and help you push your car around. And I really think that's why Tom and I still stayed popular in the sport is because we went to all these little drag strips around the country and barnstormed, I mean, everywhere from the East Coast to the West Coast, and we, we picked up a following. You know, it's like a guy hitting a, making a hit record and you go to concerts, and that's where your fans are at, you know. So we, we we gathered up a lot of fans, and I get people come up to me today and say, hey, I saw you at Islip, New York, in 1968, you know, and you're – so we left that – we left a hell of a memory to, uh, to a fan, you know. Don the Snake Prudhomme is in the Speed Freaks Pits. His book, My Life Beyond the 1320, great stocking stuffer for the holidays. Let's go back to when you were touring with the Mongoose and the Mongoose fans came up and said some things that you might not have liked. How'd you keep your sanity through all of that? Well, it didn't affect me because we'd go out on the drag strip and we'd settle it out there, you know, but we they'd talk trash to us all the time, or Tom and I'd talk a lot of trash, but when we got in those cars, buddy, we uh, we wanted to beat each other, and and I think that's what really kept our thing going is because... 
Uh, you know, we'd set track records and just do everything instead of just going in there and smoking the tires and putting on a show. We went in there to win races, and, uh, and it, it's built a lot of fans and base for us. Well, before we get into where people can get this book, you did reference how different drag racing was then versus now. It's oh, yeah. safety is a big reason why things are so different, but you had the photos in this book are second to none. And just seeing how the cars have evolved through the time. Thank you for providing yeah. that as well. Yeah, well, it was a great collection of pictures. It took two years to put the book together, but I started out from my kids when I was uh, in, in school when I first started school and my struggles through school. I had a lot of struggles, which I'm sure that the readers will, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of readers out there that will uh, understand their struggles. They had too. Well, I had the same struggles and I wasn't the guy you would pick out of the class and think this guy's going to be a world champion someday. <laughs> I wasn't that guy, but fortunately I end up being that guy. Don the snake Prudhomme, if you didn't have the connection with hot wheels and Mattel, you think we'd be talking to each other right now? I think so. I think so. Cause I had that burning desire, man. You know, there was just nothing going to keep me from success. I mean, when I, and you've lived through my childhood and once I got my teeth into something like this drag racing and I was able to make a living, able to make a living going up and down the road, racing the car, uh, man, that, that's, <laughs> that's awfully good story you know <laughs> and for people who are just they're still kind of thinking okay should i get this book yes the answer is yes but what i really love about it is that there's f-bombs there's s-bombs it's like you yeah. and i are sitting there having a beer together and i'm reading this but i feel like you're sitting right next to me and we're just chillaxing together it's amazing well that's that's to do with the sherry the girl that wrote the book and and we just work so well together. And yeah, there's f bombs there, and there's uh, there's quite a few of them actually. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm telling her when I'm telling her the stories is exactly the way it is in the book. It's not like some writer that's going to change it all around and everything. But that's just how I talk, and the way I talk is the way it is in the book. Don Prudhomme, you're one of the legends in drag racing, one of the only names in motorsports that transcends the motorsports world. People know the snake, but you're a huge Formula One fan. We've talked about it before. Would you given up all that you learned and all that you've earned in drag racing to win a Formula One championship? Who wouldn't? <laughs> uh, let me let me think for a minute. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe maybe I'd like to be a Lewis Hamilton right now. That wouldn't be a bad uh, gig to have. Well, but but yeah, don't... well, Formula One's the, the excellent. I went over there in '76 in uh, Europe and uh, met Nicky Lauda, and he took me for a ride around the ra racetrack in a in a Ferrari street car and. Uh, uh, I fell in love with open wheel racing and I'm great friends of Mario Andretti's and, you know, and Foyt's and all those guys. Well, this is one thing that's not lost on me because growing up in Dallas, the two things that I could latch onto it with a kid as a kid was supercross, flat track, motocross, and drag racing at Green Valley International Speedway, Dallas International Speedway. Those are the two. Those are the two sports that I was able to gravitate towards because they came through once or twice a year. So, needless right. to say, I'm partial to both of those. 
And it's not lost on me, and it's not lost on people who follow drag racing, the technological madness to stick those back wheels to concrete <laughs> for a freaking quarter mile at over 300 miles an hour. Don't don't yeah. tell me that the technology isn't that isn't lost on you compared to the technology in Formula One. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, Formula One's done a hell of a job. I mean, that, that accident they had the other day, for Christ's sakes, uh, you know, that uh, to come out of that, that, that accident alive was uh, was pretty amazing. I'll give you that, but I just, I'm such a fan of drag racing and to be able to, you, you won't find a Formula One driver, a sprint car driver, a NASCAR driver coming over and running top fuel, but you will see a top fuel driver go run those other cars because running top fuel with 10,000 horsepower will scare the balls off of the biggest bald men and women sometimes. I hear you. I hear you, man. Do you understand, do you understand my point of just really how there's a tough measurement for what you and Amato and Bernstein and the Greek and Big Daddy and Shirley did in the day? No, and it's, you know, the thing about drag racing, though, it's, the beauty of it is that, you know, uh, women, guys, young guys, old guys, Chris Caramacini's, whoever they are, they can still do this thing. And it's an addicting sport. I hate to say it, but once you're a hot rodder and once you're a drag racer, Man, you know you, you don't want to do anything else. I mean, they they uh, they're still pouring out to the track, you know, and they got tons of drag racers that are listening to your show, and they know the feeling, they know what it's like, you know, and it's it's a big deal to them, you know, it's their life. And Don, you mentioned men, women, young men, mm-hmm. people of color. That's one mm-hmm. thing that the NHRA has done very well over the Better decades. Than- Anybody was the inc- the inclusiveness of everyone, regardless of yeah. their race, their gender, their preference. They welcome all people. Yes, yes, that is so true. You're right on, and that's that's the beauty of it. You know, I mean, a young lady uh, surely broke the mold. You know, for for that. But I mean, you got Leah Pritchett out there, and you know, some young ladies, uh, Brittany Force awfully good drivers, you know, and they wouldn't have had that opportunity, you know, when I first started, but they certainly have it now. Don Prudhomme drag racing. will have to answer this at some point. Let's talk about Erica Ender. She keeps winning championships. I think it's three now in pro stock, but she can't get a full-time sponsor. Nice looking woman, smart, knows the sport, knows life. She's got a lot of history in the media world with Disney. Why can't she get sponsors? She screams, support me. I can sell your product. Yes, it does. Yeah, she is uh, exceptional. You know, the way she leaves the starting line and what she's doing, uh, she's an amazing woman. And as far as sponsors go, uh, you know, my personal opinion is that the pro stock category is just not the fuel category, uh-huh. where it's, it's, it's a little easier to go to a company and talk to them about running cars that could win the top prize of the day. You know, the pro stock is, uh, you know, there's funny cars and top fuel, then pro stock. And uh, the, the, the first two categories, I believe, are the ones that get the most exposure on TV. And I think that's a real help. And I think that hurts her in uh, in pro stock, you know. But, uh, 
but they love pro stock. I mean, there's, there's racers that that's, that's all they care about, but it's still hard to get sponsorship. Don, whose ass did you want to kick more Joe Amato or Kenny Bernstein when you were running against those guys? Both of them, both <laughs> of them. I, I wanted to kick everybody's ass, <laughs> you know, and, and that's the way I looked at it. But, Oh, I, I would probably say Joe Amato was a tough guy. Uh, he was a good racer, but Garlitz mainly. Don Garlitz was the guy. To beat Garlitz, uh, that means you, you beat the best. Shop, or excuse me, snakeracinggear.com. I'll say it again, snakeracinggear.com. There's several places. Yes, you can go to Amazon, but you really want to go to snakeracinggear.com because, people, this book is perfect for the holidays, birthdays, holidays, yeah. whatever. Just right. get this. It's it's this conversation that we've just had here for two segments. This is the book in so many hundreds of pages. Yeah, and I and I will sign each and every book. When Whoa. someone orders a book, I'll have my signature on it. And if they want their personal name put on it too, like Jerry or Harry or Gladys or whatever, hey uh, I do that too. <laughs> okay, then. Well, Don, we appreciate you paving the way for many, many people to enjoy their, their lives at this point. And it's a, it's a fantastic read, buddy. It's, it's well worth sitting down for the hours to get behind the scenes of the snake. Thank you. I'm real proud of it, Kenny. I'm, I'm really proud of the way it came out. And, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's an eye opener. I uh, the first chapter. So when people read that, they'll, I think they, it's hard to put the book down from what they tell me. Uh, I haven't gotten through the entire book, but is there a story in that book? You told this story on the air with us many years ago about someone pulling out a 22 out of their uh, sock, out of their shoe. Is that story in there? Well, the, we, we had a knife. I had a knife. Was, uh, <laughs> I was raising down in, uh, in Green Valley, Texas, in a car by the name of J.L. Hunt, guy was running the car, and uh, he was a tough son of a bitch, man. And he uh, he uh, pulled a knife out of his boot at the end of the track because I beat him. And he said, "Let's do this again." I said, "I don't, don't want to do it again." And a bunch of these uh, big Texan boys kind of gathered around us, and we went and raced him again. But they were they were tough guys. But that's how it was back in the '60s and stuff. You know, that was. It was, it was, you know, there was fights in the pits and uh, all kinds of stuff. I'm glad you didn't go to Formula One. You kicked ass in the NHRA, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. Don, we appreciate you, man. Happy holidays to you and your family, buddy. Same to you, and thanks uh, thanks for everything. Enjoyed your show. Always have uh, good work, and uh, thanks for helping. Don the Snake Perdome here in the Freak Nation. Big second hour of the Freaks. Coming up, Freak Radio Network. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks.
looking forward to this hour. Jamie Little. You know her from her NASCAR pit reporting for the Xfinity Series, for the Cup Series. She's the last four or five months for the NASCAR Cup Series this year. It was just one pit reporter hanging out as the announcers were hanging out in their backyard calling the damn race. Regardless, Jamie Little making a whole lot of noise. Uh, she's Maybe do- in their attic. <laughs> she's done a lot of firsts, including being the first female pit reporter for the Indy 500, save for the Daytona. I cannot believe that. I know. The first female pit reporter for the Daytona 500, the Indy 500, and now she's got another first coming up. Last hour, the snake, Don the Snake Perdome, joined us here in the Freak Nation. The stat man, where in the hell have nicknames gone? Not just in racing, but in sports. You know, the Iceman, Snake, the Greek. We're, we, we, don't have, we have no nicknames in sports anymore. Well, the nicknames have to be the corporate sponsors. You know, you can't have, you can't call somebody <laughs> Snake if they're sponsored by a soft drink and they, you know, it has to be the Coke Man or, or the 7-Up guy or they still make 7-Up. You know, there's got to be... Everything yeah. has got to be approved by some, uh, you know, marketing person somewhere that may have never been to a racetrack before. It's a it's a different time in in motorsports. They used to sell the this nicknames, but they don't do that anymore. You've got a couple of NFL players. You've got the Honey Badger. I mean, that's gone. They don't use Honey Badger anymore. It's Tyron Matthew. It's true. You know, you got back in, this shows you my age, Bullet Bob Hayes. Everybody, there was just, <laughs> as kids, you gravitated towards. Wow. That uh, may, I haven't heard, I haven't the heard prison that time in of years. Bob Hayes. No. Yeah. Right. Well, if he would if <laughs> no, he'd have been you playing. Had, you had it. Yeah, if he'd have been playing for the Browns, you wouldn't have remembered that. But since he was playing for the Cowboys, you remember that. That, that easy to remember. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, was was I alive when Night Train was uh, when Night Train was playing in the National Football League? Yeah. I have no were idea. Were you alive? You yeah. were alive, but you didn't know what you didn't know what a football was. You know, it were that was a long time ago. <laughs> Emlyn Tennell, wow. <laughs> yeah, just right. You think about that as just there are uh, uh, LeBron has King uh, King. But that's that's been used before. It just doesn't. It's nothing's coming to mind immediately, like the names of old, and it's just it, it's so unique now. When you, especially when you in drag racing, if you missed an interview with Don Perdome last hour, it was crazy how big the snake versus the mongoose was. It was. ABC Wide World of Sports highlights on the weekend. It was the snake versus the mongoose. You know what's and bigger now? Wait a minute. About it last I'm, hour and a half. I'm cutting you off here. I'm sorry, but the, what's bigger now is the the guy's actual name. When you just call it LeBron uh, Force, um, mm. 
You know, the, the name is the actual nickname. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael. Uh, you know, every when you mention that name, Mahomes. yeah, everybody knows who you're talking about just by the name, and that's what the athlete wants to sell is their name because it's better to call, you know, to sell the name than it is to make up something and somebody might not know who it is. Yeah, you don't refer to the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints as Drew. It's Breeze. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's, you know? it's Elway. It's Brady. It's not Tom. Well, people call Tom all Tom kinds Bomb. of names. Tom Bomb. But yeah, it's that last damn name. Freak Nation, Little will be joining us coming up in about seven <laughs> minutes. Let's just keep going with the last right, name. Jamie Little will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. She's uh, she's on to another first with a, her motorsports career. She'll be joining us. And Doug Gordon, NHRA alcohol funny car champion flying those lucas oil colors he'll be joining us this hour stick around more coming up speed Freaks pits the lucas oil studio is going to resume with some affiliates get some crash gladys pit news and notes speed freaks we promise to suck less speed freaks motorsports radio redefined the freaks Welcome again, another round of affiliates for Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. The website, speedfreaks.tv. We're there for you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you guys for hanging out. Jamie Little, you know her from her NASCAR Cup and Xfinity Series coverage, pit reporter. She's got another first for 2021. We'll get to that coming up with Jamie Little. But first, Crash Lattice Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do the wise thing these winter months coming up. Roll on General Tires. Those red letter General Tires, bam. Got that big fat truck sitting out there in the garage. Maybe in your lawn. <laughs> Roll with General Tires on that bad boy. Go to GeneralTire.com for more information. Crasher? Well, it was a wild one at the Secure Grand Prix, and the Mercedes duo pretty much dominated much of the front spots until their pit crews mixed up their tires. Valtteri Botas got George Russell's tires. Russell received Botas's rubber. Yeah, so much for that double podium. But the man who was pretty happy about it, there were a couple guys pretty happy about it, Sergio Perez. He started the race last after a lap one incident, had to go into the pits. But on the last lap, he was first. He got, well, they don't have checkered flags in Formula One. He basically, he got the lights. Let's put it that way. Sergio Perez, his first win in his 10 year Formula One career, as well Esteban Ocon crossed the line in second for his first ever podium. So one man's misfortune was certainly other men's gains. The same can be said in F2 as Jahan Daruvala won his first race at the Secure Grand Prix. Basically, the IndyCar slash F2 team, Carlin Racing, mad props to you guys. It became an emotional moment when it was confirmed that, well, the son of seven-time world champ Michael Schumacher, Mick Schumacher, was crowned the F2 championship. On U.S. soil, the Snowball Derby was this weekend. Yep, that's the 300-lap super late model race that attracts drivers from several disciplines all down to Florida. And Ty Majeski finally captured the win in the Derby after seven years of trying. Your 2020 NASCAR Cup champion Chase Elliott finished third. In the IndyCar series, it was announced that the African-American team Force Indy would debut next year in the USF 2000 championship and they would receive mentorship from Roger Penske himself. 
Finally, in the IMSA Sports Car Series, Action Express Racing and Hendrick Motorsports announced a partnership for the upcoming 24 Hours of Daytona. Their all-star driver lineup is Jimmy Johnson, Simon Pagano, Mike Rockefeller, and two-time Daytona winner, Kamui Kobayashi. She's got another first coming up. Jamie Little. She joins us next. The Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage? Just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer? Or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid? Or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products? It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAV-TV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com, and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back with the Freaks. 20 years we've been doing this thing, celebrating 20 years of Speed Freaks. The stat man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Winter is upon us. And when you're headed up to the mountains or 
with that slush or rain, make sure you're rolling on a new set of Red Letter General tires. you got a big, fat SUV and F-250. Do what the freaks do and roll with General Tires. Jamie Little, been coming to the Freak Nation a few times over here. Her career being a broadcaster, a pit reporter, and and a mom, Jamie Little had uh, some news come down a couple of weeks ago. We know Jamie Little from all of her pit reporting with NASCAR, of course, back in the day with Supercross and IndyCar in there. But now Jamie Little will be doing the play-by-play announcing, the race announcing for the National Series, the ARCA Series. She joins us now here in the Freak Nation. and. Jamie, 20 years we've been doing Speed Freaks, and I think we've had this conversation before how you've been somewhat of a trailblazer along with my co-host, Crash Gladys, and it's still crazy to me the fact that we're continuing to talk about women being trailblazers in 2020. Yeah, thanks for having me, you guys. It it is kind of crazy to to think that. You know, it's just not something that's really been on my radar, that whole, like, trailblazing thing. You know, I'll do something here and there, and you know, people want to ask me about it. And I, you know, being the first to do it, but you know, I never really sat back and realized like, man, I feel like maybe racing is a little behind the other sports and what they've done with women and the positions that women have taken. Um, so now that this has come about with the whole play by play thing, I've been hearing about it a whole lot more the last couple of weeks. And it's pretty darn cool. If you ask me, I mean, it is about time, but I'm also a firm believer that you can't put somebody in a position just to have that face in there, whether it's a female or minority, whatever it may be. You need to put the best person for the job there. So I've always been a believer in that. And um, if that's me for this role, I am honored. And I'm so excited to get started, ready for Daytona to start tomorrow. <laughs> it's exciting. Jamie Little is joining us in the Speed Freaks Pits on a Sunday night. Jamie, how this happened? Did Fox come to you? Did ARCA come to you and suggest that you be involved in what they are doing? How did all this happen? Yeah, it's funny. Um, somebody called me out of the blue and they said, you know, I'm seeing women in, in NFL doing play-by-play. You need to be the woman that does play-by-play in racing. You're just the one. And I was like, what? That's crazy. You know, I, of course, it's been on my radar. I had a chance to do a couple of practice sessions for the Xfinity series a couple of years ago, and I honestly liked it a lot more than I even thought. I just I never thought that that was a job that I would really want because I love being in the middle of the action. And um, I really liked it. I liked just kind of it was a different kind of skill set and it was a great challenge. So when this person called me, I, I thought, well, you know what? You're right. I'm just going to let my boss know. I mean, it's 2020, right? <laughs> Let's do anything and everything. Now is the time to, for change. Now is the time to try new things. So I called my boss at Fox Sports in LA and said, hey, I'd really like to be on your radar to do play-by-play. And obviously that's a role that, is, you know, every series is filled. Well, he called me a week later and said, you know what? We, uh, we had a call with the ARCA series and with NASCAR, and we presented the idea of you doing a few races. And uh, we just said, what the heck? What do you think of you being the voice of all of them? All they, they broadcast eight of them. And I said, oh, my gosh, yes, that sounds awesome. So that's how it happened. It literally happened within two weeks, maybe a little less. Oh, my gosh. But again, had you not placed that phone call, and I want that to be a lesson to not just young girls right. out there, but young kids in general. If you want something, you've got to put the effort out there and go pursue it. Yes, Crasher. Exactly. That is what I've been saying to people that I've always been that way. If I want something, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to let you know that that's my intention. I'd Mm -hmm. like to do this because you know what my boss said when we first talked about it, when he said, congratulations, I got the job. He said, 
if you wouldn't have called me, I wouldn't have known because I'm not a mind reader. So you have to put it on the radar. And that's something that Rusty Wallace taught me back in, gosh, 2006 when we worked together. He's like, hey, Jamie, are you coming on board with NASCAR with all of us? I mean, I'm sure you are, right? I said, Rusty, as of now, I'm not. And I said, everybody is calling our bosses right now saying that they want to be part of that team. I said, I just don't want to be another voice, you know, in the background. He said, Jamie, let me tell you something. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. They're not going to know you want it if you don't speak up. And that taught me a very valuable lesson, and it has not steered me wrong. Jamie Little joining us in Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. And what was it, The I guess, the jump from two wheels to four wheels? What was it that created that opportunity? Maybe not opportunity, but made you change your mind? Because I still think of Jamie Little and Supercross. I will never forget that face down there on the dirt. <laughs> I love that. I know it was so long ago. And thankfully, when I started with Fox in 2015, they put me on some Supercross races and I got yes. to host and go back and see all my old buddies. God, that was so much fun because that really is, that's the root, the core of everything that I am. And I wouldn't be a broadcaster if it wasn't for my love and passion for Supercross because I found my my career because of it. Um, but when I made that that switch over, so I was covering Supercross and motocross at the time. And ESPN had me doing X Games. And then um, they came to me at the Winter X Games, which was like a month and a half before this test for IndyCar. And my boss gets on my headset when I'm on the air. And he's like, hey, come to my office when, when you get off the air. And I'm like, oh, God, that's usually oh, no. not good. <laughs> so I show up. He's like, what do you know about, you know, auto racing? And I said, I don't know a whole lot, but it can't be that much different. It's racing mentality. You know, I'll figure it out. He said, well, we'd like to put you on the IndyCar series. So two weeks later, I was at a test. And then six weeks later, I was calling my first pit stop um, <laughs> in Homestead, about to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just kind of like jump right in. But I, I would not change it for the world. The steps that I was able to take were the perfect steps. I didn't go straight from Supercross to NASCAR. I don't think I would have been as successful. It's just been a gradual change and just like now i mean i've been doing this almost 20 years and i'm finally getting the opportunity to do play-by-play -play and and i'm ready for it you know i don't know if i would have been ready eight ten years ago well it's it's like another lesson here because you, you making the move making I guess, I guess we'll call them lateral moves into something different right it's constant research and if anybody's following you on social media they better be because it's cool to see some of your photos that you put up of the hard work behind the scenes that you have done, which yeah. has put you, it elevated you to where you are today. Absolutely. The advice I always give younger kids that are, you know, aspiring to be journalists and cover racing is outwork the next person and treat everybody the same. And it doesn't matter on your way up. You treat people the same because it all comes back around. As you guys know, Racing is a small world, oh, yeah. and you'll never, you can't believe the faces that you end up seeing and running into years and years later. And I think that's really what, you know, paved the way for me and kept me here as long as I have because I treat people nice. I'm a good person, and I outwork the most, you know, most of them. I work hard at my job. You guys should see my desk right now. <laughs> I am in ARCA overload right now. I have my first um, rehearsal, full-blown Zoom rehearsal tomorrow already with all of my bosses from Fox and my coworker, um, my co-host is, is um, Phil Parsons. 
we're all going to be doing it. So I literally have 15 pages of different ARCA notes on my desk right now. <laughs> Jamie Little is making the news, calling the races for ARCA. She'll be looking at cars running on those general tires. Jamie, 2020 has been a wave of change throughout the culture, especially in NASCAR with all the Daryl Wallace stuff going on. Do you think that NASCAR would have been as open to you calling the races for ARCA if these changes haven't been sweeping through America lately? I don't know. I, I would like to think that they would have. Um, you know, would I have been as ballsy and ready to say, hey, this is what I want to do? I don't know. I mean, this has just been such a crazy and different year that's also had a lot of amazing benefits and um, things that we've learned. And I, this is this is a product of that, right? I mean, it's just we realize that we can do anything. If we could broadcast races through this pan pandemic and be, there were times that I was the only pit reporter covering the entire cup series race. There were a few times I drove to the racetrack, covered the entire race and then went home. It was the most bizarre thing we had ever been through. And I haven't seen any of my coworkers, you know, since March. And I think that just kind of gave me, I, I guess that confidence that, you know what, that's a great idea. This is what I'm going to go for. I want to go for play by play. And now is the perfect time. People are open to change. They, um, they, they're loose. I think that NASCAR is in a place that they are open to change. There is new structure too. As you guys know, there's new faces in different places at NASCAR, what they've done this year. I just commend them. I am yes. so in awe of what they were able to accomplish this year by getting every single race in doing it as safely as they did. And we crowned a champion that is a full champion. He did it without qualifying in practice, too, for the most part. <laughs> Jamie Little is in the Speed Freaks pits. She's the first woman in most motorsports pits. She's the first woman reporting on the Indianapolis 500, Daytona 500. She's busted through a lot of glass ceilings that have kept women from doing what she's doing now. Jamie, people must be coming to you to find out how you did all these things, how you opened doors for people to come along behind you. Yeah, it's been just the last couple of weeks, to be honest. It's It's been amazing how many interviews I've done. And, and I'm not talking just, you know, Forbes magazine did a whole write-up, which was mind-blowing to me. I'm like, really? But that makes you realize that this is a role. This is a big opportunity for women. And there's going to be eyes on the outside looking in, like what Bubba has done this year. He's brought so many new eyes to our sport to watch and check it out and see what it's all about. So there's a responsibility with that. This isn't just my job and my career. There's a responsibility of all these new eyeballs watching. And that's who I want to perform for. That's who I want to prove to them that anything is possible, whether you're male or female, but these roles now are open to anyone and everyone. And, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. I've even had some college kids reach out to my agent and say, Hey, I'd love to interview her. And I've done a couple of those this week. I mean, I don't care if you want to, if you are able to look up my agent and you want to talk to me that bad and learn about my craft and how to get involved, I am there to listen and to help you. And, and I firmly believe in that. Jamie Little joining us in, on Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. I love the story. I mean, just everything you're saying is is absolutely incredible. And, and this can just it still has endless possibilities in the future. Let's talk a little bit, though, about the NASCAR season. Let's wrap up a little bit about what we all saw and witnessed because Kenny touched on it. It was a crazy year with the pandemic. But I feel like NASCAR really grew this year, not just because of the challenges that they had to face, but I just feel like they are so much more 
of an open-minded series now. They're they just I feel like there's there's just so much positivity in NASCAR, especially with Chase Elliott as the champion, merchandise sales soaring the very next day. What do you see as a future for NASCAR? Maybe not as rosy as the way as what I'm painting it to be, but what do you see where NASCAR is going? I'm with you. I mean, I really feel like NASCAR is in a great place right now. The best place that we've been in I don't know how many years. And it's the momentum. It's the openness. It's everything that you said. I mean, these are unprecedented times for NASCAR. And NASCAR is always, they've had that reputation of being stuck in their ways and true to their ways. And they're not changing. And they can't do that anymore. Nobody can do that anymore. You have to be open to change. And they were this year. And they came to the forefront. And they opened and embraced everybody. They took chances. They did things that may have pissed off a lot of their fan base, their core fan base. And that was the Confederate flag. But look at how many people have brought into this sport that suddenly said, I didn't feel welcome here. But all of a sudden, I realized this is the changing of the guard for NASCAR. And I want to be a fan now. I feel okay to watch and talk to people and go to races now. So I think that everything they've done this year has all been for the good. And I know it hasn't all been rosy on the way up for them, but I feel like there's new sponsors coming in now, maybe sponsors talking to Brad Doherty. I interviewed him a, a couple of months ago now. And he said, I mean, there, there was like no talk with certain sponsors that he would bring to the table because <clears throat> they didn't feel like NASCAR was a place for them. Oh, wow. But what Bubba has done now, what NASCAR is doing Michael Jordan getting involved, new teams, new opportunity, a new car coming in 2022. I just really feel like we're in a good place. Where do you think McDonald's will end up? There's talk that McDonald's will come (laughs) back with Chip Ganassi racing, but why not Bubba Wallace and Michael Jordan? Absolutely. I think that they have a really good opportunity. We've seen them with two different teams before, so I don't, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't be in two places, um, you know, two different teams. We've seen that with a lot of sponsorships. So, I don't know. There's, I, I feel like this is a really good place for them, and what a great opportunity for them to get involved with Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace. I mean, to see what they're going to do, I can't wait. I know there's a lot of pressure on them. Every time I feel like I have pressure on me doing play-by-play play <laughs> at ARCA um, at Daytona, I feel like, oh, my gosh, to be Bubba or these guys going out there on a limb with a new team. There's a lot of pressure, but, man, I just can't wait for Daytona. There is going to be so much newness. New faces in different places and and old faces in new places. So it's going to be exciting. Hey, Jamie, we are very proud of what you're doing. I know we stand in line when we say that, but it's it's awesome uh, what you continue to do and continue to surprise people with your career advancement. It's just it's absolute badassery what you're doing. Well, thank you. My husband laughs because I, you know, when I first signed with Fox, I said, all right, my contract runs out when I'm 40. So that's probably going to be it. They're not going to want me. You know, there's so many up and coming great announcers and male, female, whatever. And then I got my next contract and I'm like, well, that's probably going to be it. And then I get this opportunity. I'm like, well, hell, maybe I'm going to be there till I'm like 55, whatever. I'll be here until they tell me I'm not wanted anymore. Bam. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Jamie, good luck to you. We will see you sometime down the road uh, for the 2021 season. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on you guys. It's been too long. See you, Jamie. See you guys. Oh, no. 
Winning in motor racing might be the hardest thing to do in all sport. Look at British rally driver Elfin Evans, cruising to his first World Rally Championship when he slid off the road Saturday in the Italian Alps at Rally Monza. Instead, Evans had to watch teammate Sebastian Ogier celebrate his seventh world title in eight years. Then Sunday at the F1 race in Bahrain, George Russell was driving for seven-time champion Lewis Hamilton, who was quarantined with COVID-19. Russell was also cruising to a win Sunday when troubles with tires forced him to pit his Mercedes a couple times. He had to settle for ninth, his first world championship points ever, but a sad consolation when he could taste victory minutes before. The other end of the coin was Sunday's F1 winner Sergio Perez. He came close to winning in Bahrain last week when the car blew up with inside of the finish. Sunday night, though, he closed the deal. Anything can and often will beat you in a motor race, not just the other driver. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. You know, Statman Scat, in there, you were talking a little bit about World Rally Championships. And Ogier wrapped up, what, his seventh out of the last eight years, World Rally Championship. Curious, has COVID-19 affected World Rally in that rescheduling races, uh, places to race, you know, crowds hanging out on certain turns? <laughs> How has the pandemic affected World Rally, Stat? Oh, yeah. I think there was only eight events this year as opposed to 10 or 11. And the event this weekend was basically run around the racetrack at Monza, uh, Italy. I think they had three three stages in the mountains, uh, and it happened to be snowing and ice on the roads, and that's what help take out uh, Evans but uh, yeah it would they were massive problems and uh, they tried to limit uh, uh, spectators as much as possible uh, there were massive problems throughout the season uh, and they were locked down like everybody else for a period of time this year where do you put Ogier Ogier right where do you put him in your uh, top world rally drivers of all time well, the top five, uh, Sebastian Loeb probably takes up the first four places in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> you don't win nine in a row. He changed the way you drive through the stages. And uh, it's amazing when they, uh, when he was in the midst of winning all of his championships, they would take uh, helicopter shots and they would show him driving through the stage, much like a sports car driver drives through the stage uh, or would drive around the road choosing an apex where the uh, the other drivers would just throw the car in and slide around and, and in effect waste a lot of time. He changed the way the sport is done. Uh, so, yes, he's the... He's the dude, uh, and I think between he and uh, Ogier, uh, the French, both are French drivers. They've won uh, like uh, what sixteen of the last seventeen or sixteen Dang. of the last eighteen uh, championships. Uh, it's yeah, amazing. Think about that. Hold on a second. Think about that. 
for as long as we've been on the air doing Speed Freaks, so basically 20 years, those have basically been your your World Rally champions. Yeah, Between yeah. Between the two of them. Yeah, That's Petter wild. Solberg. Petter Solberg, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, won yeah. in 2001, uh, I believe. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it, but... But Loeb uh, is is the dude. Loeb changed everything, and uh, uh, he's the he's the he's the one everybody looks at. Does he have a book out, an autobiography? I don't know of one. He probably does. I know when Ken Block went into running the World Rally Championship for a couple of years. He had three or four times the uh, following in social media that Sebastian Loeb had. Uh, you know, it's just that you know, he he put all of his effort and interest into winning, and he was probably the last of the old breed that didn't care that much about social media. But he's the he's an incredible driver. I mean. When he went up Pike's Peak and set the world record, he went up 20 seconds faster than the computer said was possible. Uh, so, <laughs> oh so, yeah, I mean, he's he's just somebody else has broken the record since then in the electric car. But yeah, I mean, it's incredible. There you go, Statman. Bam! Threw it out there. You grabbed it at its highest point. Okay. Came down with it. You got yourself don't say six. that. Don't, don't say high point to Paul. I mean, that's that's the worst cliche ever in the history of sports. Freak Nation coming up next: a alcohol champion, funny car alcohol champion, the Lucas Oil NHRA series. Doug Gordon next. Sports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. 
You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface. You wipe it off and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world it works you're listening to speed freaks motorsports radio redefined Sunday night in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. We've been doing it for 20 years, Freak Nation. Stat man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. We're there for you at speedfreaks.tv. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we got you covered, man. This segment brought to you by good friends at Mav TV and Mav TV Motorsports Network. This month marks the beginning of Mav TV's Motorsports Network. Good times, good cheer, and Stacy David's gears. Two hour block every Sunday this month from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Check it out at mavtv.com. Good to get this freak in the Freak Nation, and I call him a freak because it's his first NHRA National Series championship, flying those Lucas Oil colors, NHRA alcohol funny car champion. His name is Doug Gordon. He joins us here in the Freak Nation. Plenty of division series wins and championships, but this is your first national championship, Doug. Uh, How in the hell did you finally grab this and grab the money to go on this national tour to win this thing? You know, we've been, uh, you know, just, this is just a fortunate year. You know, things just went our way. We, um, you know, we, we started, you know, the end of last year, we had a great car and, uh, you know, I ended up, you know, overdriving it and turning it upside down at Vegas and, you know, just destroyed pretty much everything we had. We had to take the car, cut it up, throw it into a dumpster. And so we had to start over this year with a, you know, a new Johnny Lindbergh chassis that's never been tried before, you know, so we start off the year with a driver that, uh, has lost a lot of confidence because he, you know, he wrecked the last time out. And then, uh, you know, then we got a brand new car that never has been, been down the racetrack before. And, you know, the guy's never built a car before. So it's like, okay, well, we're going to take a, a car and try to learn how to race again with, we don't, with a car that maybe works or maybe doesn't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we started the year off and, it's, uh, you know, we went testing at Vegas and kind of worked out a few bugs on it and kind of built some confidence back more in me. And then, um, you know, just started running good at Pomona and just, I mean, the car just ran good and things went our way as opposed to getting a bunch of runner ups like we had in the past few years, the, you know, we turned runners up into, into wins and, uh, that's what it takes to win a championship. 
This is Doug Gordon, the NHRA top alcohol funny car champion. He's in the Speed Freaks pits. Doug, a few weeks ago, we had Megan Meyer, the top alcohol dragster champion. Both of you had some incredible seasons, championship seasons, obviously, both affected by the pandemic, COVID-19, delays, cancellations, no fans. How'd that affect you? She told us how it affected her. How did it affect you? You know, it really, uh, you know, we we were very frustrated so many times, you know, going, okay, we got a good car, we got a chance of this, and so we're like, hey, we're just going to go wherever there's racing, but, it, you know, we're like, okay, there's a there's a race in Dallas in May, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go, so we, we got, okay, we're the truck's getting ready to head out, and, you know, I was talking to other people, okay, I'm going to fly out of here and go to here, then they're like, oh, you didn't know about the quarantine? I'm like, what? <laughs> so we had to, you know, we had to rent a car. We had to rent a car to drive to Vegas to fly out of out of Nevada instead of California so that we didn't get quarantined when we got to Texas. Um, you know, things like that that we had to, we had to battle. And then, yeah, I say, yeah, every race was, you know, week to week. We find out two weeks before the race of where we're going to be going, you know. But we knew we knew we had a car. We knew we, you know, we, we had the funding this year with Beta Motorcycles coming on board. And so we just said, hey, if there's a race somewhere that we can race at, we're going to hit it. So whether the race was going to go to Gainesville, Florida, or whether it was going to go to Texas or, you know, New Jersey, wherever it was, we were willing to, to make the commitment to go. And, um, you know, it made it tough, but it also made it, it gave us a, a slight advantage this year. You know, we ran Vegas or Pomona, actually, that, um, you know, the some guys didn't race. And then when it came down to the whole national event series, they only ran six races. Well, you had to claim five. Well, we, we had the ability to drop one. We didn't actually need it, but guys like Sean Bellamy and stuff didn't have to, couldn't drop anything. So when he lost first round at Indy, it really put him in a bind and uh, gave us a big advantage. And then we, we, then we win Indy. So it made, gave us a big advantage. So, um, so in ways, it, in ways it was frustrating and hurt us, but in ways it kind of really helped us out this year. It gave us a, somewhat of an upper hand but we had a good car and i think that we had the capabilities of winning it if it was uh you know regular series or, or what we just we did good this year yeah but you've got you've got the business side of things that you've got to worry about you've got mechanical things to worry about you've got talent you've got you just so many different things pulling at you i want to go back to that mental thing that you alluded to earlier in which you had to build back your confidence in the off season you did that but then all of a sudden hey here's another delay thanks to covid-19 and the season kind of being put on put on hold how did that affect you mentally and how did you get that back once the summer kicked off and and things were good again well luckily luckily we got to start this the you know this the um the season early for us in Pomona, you know, so we got to start there at Pomona and, uh, um, and get, you know, start building my confidence back. So by the time we got down with Pomona, I was ready to race, you know, we were, you know, I was, you know, like Vegas, it was tough and the start of Pomona was tough. But once we got to, once we got to Pomona, we were dominant car, number one qualifier. I mean, low AT of every round. And it was just a matter of just, you know, just keep, get, keep the car going down the track and, you know, we're likely going to win this race, but we're used to running up a lot. So we, we, we kind of felt like we were probably, you know, had a good chance of just getting another runner up, which we unfortunately did. Uh, we ended up, uh, we had a tranny break, which we've never had that happen in 30 some years of racing. We had a tranny break and it actually blew the tranny up and, uh, leaked, leaked fluid on the track at the same time. So even though we got a runner up finish and then it ended up costing us a five point oil down penalty. So that was a, that was a struggle all year long. We thought about that five point oil down penalty all year long. Cause this, that mm. could have been the thing that was going to bite us. If we lose this round, if we lose this, this world championship by two points, it's because of that. And, um, 
that was tough. But but after, after Pomona, I felt confident again. I was ready. To, I was back to my old Doug Gordon self. Okay, then speaking of Doug Gordon, 2020 top alcohol NHRA champion, funny car champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. So you've got that five point thing weighing over you from the beginning of the season. Fortunately, you never needed it. Why? What do you attribute that to? I mean, I know in a couple of articles I've read, you say, hey, your daughters, as your two new blonde mechanics for the year, they were maybe your good luck charm. What was it? What can, can you put your finger on what specifically it was to make you guys so dominant this year? You know, I can't say put it, you know, on one particular thing, but I will say, yeah, the girls did a fantastic job. And, I, you know, maybe they're lucky charms. You know, they're they're super good racers in their own in their own aspect. They race, they run junior dragsters and they win a lot. They're you know, they've won a lot of championships and they're they're winners. And when they came to be part of the team, you know, maybe they brought us some winning luck, you know. But in, in general, I think that um, we made no mistakes, you know, all year long. There wasn't like a you know, this fell off and we lost the round because of that, or we made it, you know, there was no mistakes all year long. We made the, we made the right calls. We raced smart. We had a fast car and we had a, we had a car that uh, was capable of being number one everywhere we went, at least number one or number two with the, with Bellamere, wherever he was at. So we knew we had the capabilities of doing it. You know, we just had to get the luck to go with it and make the right, make the right tuning decisions. And a lot of stuff in our past, you know, we, we want to blame it on bad luck because we didn't, you know, we didn't win races, but in, in hindsight, a lot of it was probably just mistakes we made by trying too hard in the final rounds or, you know, doing this, doing that. That wasn't, that wasn't the right move. But in general, this year, the, the turning point or the biggest round of racing was Dallas hmm. um, against Sean Bellamere the going into that round. I mean, every round counted pretty much this, this year at that point. And, um, you know, we knew we needed to knock him out. We're going head to head with him a bunch and we knew he had to knock him out. He was going to hit us sometimes. We got to, we had to get him down sometimes. And, uh, that round at Dallas pretty much made it to where we could, uh, you know, we hit, we had an easy road from there to win the championship. Can you describe going back to the family being on the road together the entire season? Can you describe just how amazing that was, not only for your girls to learn more mechanically that could only benefit them further down in the future in their racing careers, but just you guys together in such a wacky COVID-19 year? It's a little bit of a silver lining in such a crazy year. Oh, no. I mean, you know, we spent so much time on the road. I mean, yeah, it was a shorter it was a shorter race you know, as far, as far as how many races we went to, but we ran a lot of races in a short period of time. So we were gone a lot. So, you know, it's tough being gone. You know, I fly out and I'm gone for, you know, for almost a week at a time for each race, it seems like, and, you know, I hate being, hate being gone from the family and stuff, but, um, you know, my wife got to come to some and the girls got to go to all of them and they were, you know, so they were, they were there with me on the airplanes, you know, so we got to enjoy the, you know, the airplane experiences. And then, got to take them to a lot of different places i mean you go to places like you know indianapolis and gainesville florida and you know topeka kansas i mean just a lot of places that you know that we all you know take a little bit for granted because i've been there so many times but they haven't and it's like you know i'm actually in india or i'm actually in you know in kansas or i'm you know all these different states you know they're starting to count up states they've been to and stuff because it's you know it's a big deal in so many different ways and um, you know, competitors on other teams were joking around about, you know, Hey, you know, we're getting our butt kicked by, you know, teenage girls. <laughs> it was, uh, it was kind of a, you know, yes. kind of a joke around the pits, but, uh, they did a good job and I was, you know, I was so ecstatic to be able to have them with me. And it just, you know, made this season really a dream season. I said it one way or another, whether we win the championship or not, this was probably the best season of my life. 
Hey, Doug, settle down. Topeka, Kansas, please. Your daughter's going to go to Las Vegas. Hey, Daddy, we're going to Topeka. Yeah, right. That's that's about as thrilling as watching me put my shoes on. They want to go to Vegas and all the bright lights. I don't care how old they are. What if they're Royals fans? So? Kansas City, baby. That's that's Kansas City. That's not Topeka. Doug acting like that's the metropolis of all. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, we all all have our our spots in it. You say, we got... Yeah, you know, we live so close to Vegas. You know, we get to go to Vegas all the time. So that's kind of a, you know, they race in Vegas and I race in Vegas and they're, they're in Vegas all the time. So these are, you know, and it, every racetrack is different too. You go to, you I know, know, Doug, the, you just, turn, I, I love I, the turn. I love the uh, return road at uh, Topeka. <laughs> the, 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 not the return road, but the, the, the road to the staging uh, lanes. It's like, it's like a mile long or two miles long. I think to get there. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's the first thing your daughters think of when they wake up in the that return road for uh, for Topeka. God, I can't wait to go back there in 2021. Doug, Doug Gordon joining us here in the Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series Alcohol Funny Car Champion joining us here in the Freak Nation. If you had the money in your current situation, would you be moving up into top fuel? No. Uh, you know, for me, uh, racing alcohol funny car um, is a is a way you can race with your family and, and and do it do it for fun. You know, when you get into the top fuel deal, it turns into more of a business. Um, I've been around the top fuel stuff. I went um, racing with Blaine and Allen back in the day, and uh, you know, so I've been around it. I know a lot of people that do it, and um, the way we do our things, we do it we do it for fun. We do it when we want to do it. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a funner, you know, less stress way of racing. You know, we race as a family we, and we win and lose as a team. And, you know, when we lose, there's no yelling, there's no fresh, there's no people mad. There's no whatever. It's like, Hey, we, you know, we've learned from our mistakes and move on. But at the, at the end of the day, we do this for fun, you know? So it's, uh, you know, I think that alcohol funny car racing is the peak of what I would want to do. I can't, I can't say that there's anything higher up that I that I would want to do. Doug, a great family business, Morro Bay Cabinets. If you didn't have that, would your answer be any different? Uh, that's possible. Yes, no, for sure. Yeah, that's possible because if I if I needed the money, you know, then uh, you know to you know then I would maybe try to pursue you know professional career in it. You know, but um, you know the business I you know business I get to run here for my parents, Morro Bay Cabinets is you know, successful business that we do well. And, uh, you know, it supports me and, and the race car and my family, you know, all that we need. So, um, you know, yeah, that would, that would, that, that could be the case if, if it wasn't for that, then maybe yeah, professional drag racing would be where I'd want to be. Doug Gordon is the top alcohol funny car champion in HRA sporting those Lucas oil colors in the category. Doug, how much of a jump is it from alcohol to nitro funny car? You know, I've never actually hit the gas in a you know in a top fuel car, so I don't I don't know that answer for sure. You know, so um, uh, you know I've thought about it. I've thought about making you know some runs in Del Worsham's car, like uh, you know Shane Westerfield did and stuff. Uh, another Lucas Oil competitor, um, but um, <clears throat> you know, so I don't really know. Um, but uh, let me say once again, I just you know I just so fortunate to do to be able to race the way that we want to race. You know, and um, um, I love alcohol funny car. Bam. Well, hold on, though. No, this will be the last question. Asking for a go. friend, does Morro Bay Cabinets deliver nationwide? What if someone wants a she shed in their stocking for, you know, this holiday season? Can you ship all over? 
So basically, no. Uh, <laughs> and you know, we've we've done we've done cabinets as far as we did the White Leaf House in uh, in Colorado. We've done, I mean, multiple racers. You know, Mert Littlefield and uh, Alan Johnson and Gary Selzy. And you know what, buddy? I don't need your cabinets. Just roll on down to Justin Vineyard and, and send me some damn wine, will you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to get some um, uh, some clues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paso Robles native. Are you? Are, were you born and raised in Paso? I was. I was born in San Luis Obispo, um, which is just 30 miles from here, and uh, I've lived in this county all my life. Badass. Oh, wow. Greatness. Yeah. Hey, Doug, man, uh, go out there and do something special again for 2021, and we'll get you back in the Freak Nation. Yeah, I'm going to try and put this Lucas Oil car uh, you know, near the top again, no matter what. It's going to have the number one right next to Lucas Oil all year next year, and I'm excited to, excited to show that off. Beautiful. Douglas, thank you, buddy. Okay, thank you, guys. Oh, that's greatness. How about that, man? Hanging out, one of the greatest vineyard winery areas in mankind. I love Paso. Oh, he lives there. Statman, was that a go-to for you when you were hanging out in Southern California, Paso? Oh, yeah. Uh, Wild Horse. I think it was Wild Horse yep, Vineyards. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that mm-hmm. was, uh, yeah, let's not go into that too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Doug Gordon going to be fighting for another championship next year in the Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series for the NHRA. Funny car alcohol champion, Doug Gordon here at the Freaks. We're going to do it again next week, Freak Nation. Make sure you're part of this big old thing. Are we going to do Freakies next week? Ooh, next, is next week our last live show of the year? Think of this so. wacky year 2020. I think so. We're finally, oh, okay, yeah. Then yeah. we have to do Freaks. Freakies. Right. Yes. All right. Get your Freakies ready there, Freak Nation. Train a lot of options. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the truth? I don't know. Man. When it comes to best story of the year, <laughs> we got a few options there. Yeah. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. 20 years doing it from the Lucas Oil Studios. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Dip. Motorsports Radio, redefined.